Welcome to Unprofessional and Unprepared, our lighthearted weekly conversation about sports, life, fatherhood, and whatever else comes up with no script and no preparation. I'm your host, Jason Gerber, and tonight we have a special AFC North episode to preview the Pittsburgh Steelers' upcoming 2021 season. I am joined tonight for the first time ever by family. My brother-in-law and longtime Steelers fan, Ron Malden, is here. Ronnie, how are we doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good, man. You ready to dive in and start talking some Steelers football? Let's do it. All right, man. How long have you been a Steelers fan? The year they played Dallas in the Super Bowl. So 93, 92? 90, that makes sense, yeah. Something yeah, like that? that? Game, I was running back and forth to my bedroom, changing my shirt every time a team scored. <laughs> How old were you? Were you like 26? <laughs> 26, yeah, that is correct. Uh, How old were my you? Dad, my dad, I was uh, 10. Okay. I was around 10, yeah. So my dad was just like, are you going to do this the whole game? And so the shirt I stopped on was a Steelers shirt. And then they lost the Super Bowl shortly after. So they got beaten pretty badly, right? Neil O'Donnell, yeah. quarterback in that Super Bowl? Like two or three picks or something. Yep. Superstar. <laughs> well, at least since the mid-90s, you've had a pretty great run, man. That team has been pretty much fantastic. It was a good investment. <laughs> um, I do not want to compare the record of the Cleveland Browns from – the nineties through now and compared to the Steelers. We're not going to do that tonight. So okay. of all of those Steelers teams, since you became a fan sometime in the nineties, what was your favorite of all time? My favorite Steelers team between then and now the era where, where they played the Cardinals, right? With James Harrison, Troy Palomalu, that, that casting crew. Yeah. Uh, it's probably my favorite. Was that Roethlisberger's ever. rookie year? No. Second no, year or something the year like that? They played. No, his rookie year is the year that they, I think it was the season afters when they played Seattle in the Super Bowl. So it was probably a couple of years beyond that. I think they won it like three or four years after that. But he was, I mean, that game against the Cardinals was the one where he hits Santonio Holmes in the corner for the touchdown that like wins yeah. the game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right after Larry Fitzgerald just like guts the center of the field. Right. And that was the closest an Ohio fan got to winning a Super Bowl because Santonio Holmes went to Ohio State University. That's still probably well, the closest we've ever gotten. Yeah, <laughs> I really appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> now that I've got your credibility set, and so our listeners will know that you actually know what you're talking about with the Steelers, why don't we go ahead and start talking about this year's Steelers? All what right. do you think about the national sports narrative that the Steelers are about to start hitting hard times and that this might be a bad year? This will probably be a bad year. Oh, wow. You're, you're in on it. Yeah. The, the offensive line is, it's not ready to be what it needs to be for them to be good. I, I don't know how bad we'll be. And I don't know that we're going to, I don't know that we're going to fall on bad times. I think the Steelers as an organization have done a really good job of never falling on too hard of times. So it looks like they've, they've got their skill players all set up and they just need to figure out or, or maybe just give some time to that offensive line to really become something and figure out who's coming in after bed. Yeah, the offensive line seems to be, of the questions that are out there, that seems to be the biggest one. Pro Football Focus ranked it about a month <laughs> ago as the 31st 
<laughs> offensive yeah. line in was, the league. And I don't mean that they're the second to best offensive line in the league. It means right. they're the second to worst offensive line. Well, that was still really nice of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I didn't look and see who was 32. I should have. <laughs> who is worse than these guys? It seems to be a really big problem when you've got an old, frail, decrepit, immobile quarterback. Stop it. So Big Ben entering his 18th season for the Steelers this year. So Ronnie, I don't know how much you listen to the show. Uh, hopefully you've listened at least a little bit, but scale of one to five, one being Terry Bradshaw's 1978 all pro season, five being any season of Mark Malone's career. I don't even know if you know, Mark Malone, that was way before your time. That's way before my time. <laughs> Hold on, let me Google real quick. He's, he was terrible. He was terrible. When the Browns okay. were good in the late eighties and the Steelers weren't, uh, Mark Malone and Bubby Brister were their quarterbacks. Anyway, okay. scale of one to five, one being Terry Bradshaw's 1978 all pro season five being any season of Mark Malone's career. How good will big Ben be this year? Four. So you're going to say he's going to be shitty like Mark Malone or sorry, two. Two, two. <laughs> right. I have my rank backwards. Yeah, that's okay. Don't worry. The scales can yeah. be confusing if it's your first time through. So then you're putting it closer to the Terry Bradshaw 1978 All Pro season. Yeah. What makes you think Big Ben's going to be able to put together that kind of year after last year? Last year wasn't, you know, until the the final couple of games, he wasn't awful. He was sort of very much just like Big Ben uh, that we've seen in the past. From the outside looking in. As, as not a Steelers fan, I think what the rest of us were seeing was this guy took a big drop about halfway through the year and, and never quite recovered. And it's been kind of slowly dropping right. for a while because his, his body just right. can't, he's taken a lot of hits and his body just yeah. hasn't held up over the years. I think with him as going into this year, coming off of last year, I think he was asked to do a lot last year. He, he had no running game. He had sure to enough. throw the ball. Everybody knew what the Steelers weren't going to do because they just completely abandoned the run. Yeah. And so if we go back two years ago, so I guess three years now, the year before he got hurt, he led the league in like passing yards, pass completions and pass attempts. That obviously leads to him breaking his elbow in half. And then uh, he comes back next year. And again, the skill players are, are, are good, but the, the offensive line was for the first time in years, Right. Not good. So I think he'll be good. I think he'll be good. I, I hope that the I think with the addition of Najee Harris takes the the ball, I, not the ball out of his hand, but sort of like the pressure off of him a little bit, which allows him to, you know, not have to just try to sling the ball all, right. all three downs. Yeah. I mean, that's that's got to be the plan, because even in the past happy NFL, you can't come out and throw, you know, nine out of 10 plays and expect to to get anywhere. Um, it's just not, and I think it showed last year, they had that great start to the season and then just fell apart down the stretch and ended up getting creamed by the Browns. Um, which was probably one of the greatest moments in sports I've ever witnessed was that wild card game that the Browns won. Uh, God, that was great. Well, I'm glad you brought up Najee Harris. Cause I wanted to talk about him too. Cause I think that was from the looks of it, a really great pick, but do you remember when the Cleveland Browns drafted a badass running back out of Alabama in the first round? Yeah. I have no idea who that is. His name was Trent Richardson. Oh, yeah. He currently plays in the Mexican-American Football League. Okay, so he's still doing his thing. Nice. He's still doing his thing <laughs> after like three years or four years in the NFL before he washed out. So are you sure you're that excited about Najee Harris? I know what they want him to be. I, I hope he's he is what they want him to be. He's still got to run behind that offensive line. I think I was talking to you a few months back when when we were talking about 
first round pick, I was not sold on them drafting Najee Harris. Yeah. I wanted them to shore up that offensive line more than anything. But I sort of like the picks that they got later on, the the third and the, the fourth round uh, offensive linemen that they end up picking up. And I think Najee was the best running back in the draft. And I think probably the best one that's come out in, in some time. So hopefully, hopefully, yeah, that he is what the organization wants him to be starting as early as game one. <laughs> uh, my, my question really wasn't fair. I, I think Najee Harris was a great pick for them. He seems like a guy that fits Steeler Nation perfectly. Um, I, I think my only concern for him this year would be number one, how much can you put on a rookie uh, who hasn't ever played a now 17 game NFL schedule mm-hmm. and how much can you put on him behind that offensive line? Cause he might be awesome. If there's no place to run, then he's not going to be able to carry the load and you're going to be stuck again with uh, big Ben having to throw the ball all over the field. Uh, and I think that would be my concern for Najee, but otherwise that guy should be fantastic for the Steelers this year, I think, and yeah. probably for a long time. And that makes me really mad because it goes back to what you were saying a little bit ago. The Steelers always just seem to find a way to reload and not ever have, you know, that real steep drop off where they have to spend three or four seasons winning, you know, four games a year or something like that. Right. I don't yeah. remember the last time that happened. Nobody does. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure somebody does. We can look it up and find it. They were pretty rotten in the late 80s and the early 90s. But then they got they hired Cower as their coach. And I think yeah. they had a couple of bad seasons under him and then they started kicking ass and you know they've been good ever since then. How much longer do you think uh Mike Tomlin stays at the reins of this team? As long as he wants. I think they're all in on him. That seems to be the Steelers MO as an organization. Just you're here until until you don't want to be. It, unless he just absolutely just goes on one of those runs of like four wins, four wins, four w- whatever, right? Then maybe there's some kind of intervention, but otherwise he's there until he doesn't want to be. Yeah, it's a tough part, man, because so much of winning in the NFL is coach and quarterback. And if you don't have the right coach and the right quarterback, it's really hard to win games. And mm-hmm. this is the end for Roethlisberger, right? This season's his last year? I don't know, man. They don't have wow. anybody behind them. What about that Duck guy? Wasn't there a guy named Duck who he's beat the Browns in, a couple think, years ago? He's in the Chargers, I think, now. Oh. I think he's out in L.A. So it's it's Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins. And Ooh. Mason Rudolph is not the next great Steelers quarterback. And Dwayne Haskins is the Steelers' third best quarterback. So there's it's it's not either one of those two guys either. I don't think it's Dwayne Haskins for sure. Um, I don't know if that guy is ever really going to make it in the NFL. I think he was somebody Ohio that was, State product, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and a really yeah. great Ohio State quarterback, <laughs> but never a guy that you thought I'd ever thought was going to be dominant in the NFL. It's one of those guys who gets drafted mm-hmm. because he's a big body. He's a huge arm. And you think, hey, if we get him in with the right coach, we can develop you know all of this physical talent into an NFL quarterback. And it doesn't work like that very often, I don't think, yeah. you know? It's um, like a, a Jamarcus Russell situation. Yeah. His big thing is like he could throw the ball 80 yards from his knees. And it's right. like that does not translate at all. Right. That <laughs> that play never comes up in the NFL. You never have that one. If you're on one knee, you're down, dude. Like you can't throw it from there anymore. I would say that Haskins is probably a little bit more disciplined than Jamarcus Russell was. If I'm a Steelers fan, I'm not hoping for him yeah. either. But then what happens? Because in order to get that big time quarterback, 
you've got to be really terrible and get to pick in the top three, or you've got to trade up with somebody who already has a quarterback, but is somehow in the top three. That's really tough to do or else you're stuck. You're, you're stuck drafting quarterbacks in the mid to late first round. And by then more often than not, and I'm sure we can think of yeah. a few that prove me wrong, but more often than not, the really good guys are gone, right? Yeah. But I think there's another option, which is Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to be in Green Bay anymore. <laughs> and you just give them whatever they want. <laughs> and then oh, we're set. Man. I think you are the first person to put Aaron Rodgers on the Steelers. Um, Starting next year, I assume. You're not expecting a trade this season, Starting, right? No, next year, absolutely. Yeah, he will be in the black and gold. And uh, I can point you to many people on Reddit that have said the same thing as me. Oh, okay. All right. as credible well, as me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody in the know, right? Right. <laughs> well, at least on offense, for sure, you've got to be thrilled with Chase Claypool, right? Yep. The dude's an animal. I suspect... He is the guy that can help save the, an offense behind a weak offensive line um, because I pretty much feel like you can throw it to him almost anywhere and get it. Uh, he was just a rookie last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. What are you yeah. expecting from him this season? He'll improve upon his rookie year, but I don't, I don't know. He's not, I don't think it'll be his, his, I mean, his rookie year is sort of a breakout because it really put him on the map, but I don't think he's going to have, an insane season. I think there's going to be a lot of like ball movement. He, he might make some splash plays and, and hit the highlight reels or something. Cause he has that ability, but I don't know that he has, you know, I don't think he's going to be end up being one of like the top receivers. So he had something like 800 receiving yards last year. Do you, do you mm-hmm. think he goes over a thousand this year? Yeah. I'd put him, he could be in a thousand. Yeah. That's a really good, well, and it's kind of weird now though, right? Cause we have 17 games. Um, yeah. So is a thousand well, right. yards a big deal anymore for running backs and, and wide receivers? I don't know what that, that means going into this year. I would suspect that guy continues to improve and, and gets himself with a thousand yards. What about Juju? That guy's still around, huh? I think he's the possession receiver, you know, and the Heinz Ward type. He, he does seem to be okay with that role. I think he wanted more money and I don't think he cares that he's not, you know, the, the true number one. I think he knows, but. I hope he stays with the team beyond this year because I, I, I see the value in somebody who can, you know, make the the catch over the middle and like he can absorb hits pretty well. He's a good receiver. So, yeah, I, I hope he sticks around and I hope he has another good year next year. Is this a contract year for him? He yeah, free he, he signed a, a one year this year. Oh, OK. Uh, yep. Guys playing in contract years is usually a pretty great thing in the mm-hmm. NFL. So I think that's, that's a good sign. You know, they, you know, he's got to go out and make that next contract. He's going to be motivated. That's pretty good. What do you have to say? And what do you think about the defense this year, which finished last year as the third ranked defense in the league? I think we're right there still lost some pieces in the off season. I mean, Dupree was one. I think uh, Highsmith is right there to replace him. And can he already be as good as Dupree was when he left? No, but I think he's still there. J.J. Watts coming back. We got uh, Schobert in the trade a couple weeks ago. Um, uh, T.J. Watt is coming back. J.J. Watt plays for – you did. you did. Arizona, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. T.J. Yeah. Watt, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were hoping for him this uh, this offseason too, but he, he spurned us for the Cardinals. Yeah, not a bad choice on that guy's part, I don't think. So, yeah, still plenty. What about the secondary? I guess that's the thing you never hear too much about. You hear a lot about defensive line. You hear a lot about linebackers because that's always seemed to be where I think the Steelers defense made their money. Uh, but what about the secondary? Joe Hayden is pretty much yep. legendary in his yep. spot. 
but getting up there, man. I mean, that guy's right. 10 years in the league now, 10, 12, maybe yeah. he was with the Browns for a really long time. Pro bowler yeah. all the time. Great cornerback, but he's got to be getting up there a little bit. He's getting up there. I think James Pierre is ready to, I don't know that he'll, he'll start opposite of him. I think maybe Cam Sutton's going to be the one that they start. I, I think James Pierre looked really good in the preseason from the, the I don't watch a lot of preseason, but I was sort of interested this year. Uh, and James Pierre looked good. He was he was put in a lot of situations against like good receivers, you know, the that were out there just to get some reps or whatever. But he, he was in the good spots. He played the ball well. He's sort of physical. Six two. This is his second year. So I think he plays his way over Cam Sutton. Beyond that, between those three guys, Hayden Sutton and Pierre. There's, there's not a lot of depth at the cornerback slot. So I've heard stuff about maybe trading for this guy or that guy before during the season. It's really nice, though, even though we don't have that depth at cornerback. Also in the secondary, we have Minka Fitzpatrick, who I think is an absolute stud. Yeah. I remember like watching all of his stuff. I get real hyped for the draft. In the year he came out, I was just like, let him slip, let him slip. And uh, we ended up with the other safety that we have, Edwards, and he was never really uh, – anything special but then a year later we trade for Fitzpatrick and yeah I mean he he turned that whole season around without Ben and yep. after he came in we looked better than we were supposed to that's something man I hadn't realized until I started kind of getting the outline together for tonight that their defense was that good last year I didn't realize that they were the third ranked I don't know if it was by total points or total yards or something like that but uh third ranked yeah. defense in the NFL and I think you're right they they lost some pieces but there's still enough there and there's enough guys to fill in that that defense is probably still going to be pretty stout all season long. As long as the offense can keep them off the field, our right. offense can, yeah. you know, stay yeah. on the field long enough to give them breathers. I think our defense is, is set. So the Steelers won the AFC North last year. Yeah. Who, who in the division do you think is the biggest challenge to knock the Steelers out of that spot? It's, it's the Browns. Good answer. Way to know your audience, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> this, can, this podcast continues. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> Why do you say the Browns? I think the Ravens have an easier schedule, but I think the Browns are loaded with talent, and I'm going to favor the talent over the easier schedule. Yeah, the Browns have a tough schedule. They got to play the NFC North, so they're playing the Packers, the Vikings, the Bears. They get to play the Lions, which is always great. Mm -hmm. And they play the AFC West, too. So they're playing the Chiefs, the Raiders, uh, the Chargers, all all good teams, at least pretty good teams out there in the West. So it is, yeah. a, tougher, it is a tougher schedule for sure. I don't know what to say about the Ravens with the news that Dobbins is going to be out for the entire season now. Blew out his ACL over the weekend. That's a pretty big blow to that team, man, because they love to run the ball. And he's probably yeah. the best running back that they have. So the Steelers get to play the Bengals twice. How many of those games are they going to win in 2021? We're going to we're going to win both those. Um, not yep. a believer. Not a believer in the Bengals yet. Or is this just Steelers no. fan arrogance? You guys have been so good for no, so long. No, the Steelers no, have been I so love... shitty for so long. <laughs> well, I do absolutely have that, and, and <laughs> we've earned the right to have it as fans. But no, protect Joey Burrow. Right. Yeah. Don't let him snap his leg in half and be the next Carson Palmer. They failed him in his first year, like protect him, keep him. And they don't. And I don't know that they did anything that great to improve their line either. I don't think so. They drafted his his wide receiver buddy from LSU. Yep. 
I don't know what else they did. So no, I don't think we lose either one of those games. In the battle for your household, the Steelers get to play your girlfriend's mm-hmm. team, the Ravens, twice. Yep. How many of those games are the Steelers winning this year? It's a split. Steelers win at home, Ravens win in Baltimore? I think it's the inverse. Why would you say that? Gut. I feel like they 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 get ready, you know. They like going into each other's home turf. That's true. And yep. really just stomping out the fans, you know, it's as much a victory to get the other team to fans to to shut up and you know all that kind of stuff. Uh and they and they get hyped for that game. The true Browns and the Steelers. <laughs> Are the Ravens and the Steelers a bigger rivalry than the Steelers and the Browns right now? Yeah. The Browns have just been so shitty for 20 plus years that right. it wasn't any fun, but they got to play the Browns twice. And it's a Done. strange season because they don't play them until like the middle of the year for the first time. And they play them near the end again, I think. Um, so yeah. how many games can the Steelers win against the Browns this year? None. Zero. I'm really glad you came on tonight. <laughs> no way. Hail Mary. If we keep it close, maybe we snag a game, but there's no, we don't. I don't think we match up well. Your team's stacked. Browns yeah. are stacked. They're starting to cut down to the final, what is it, like 53. For the first time in recent memory, the Browns are going to cut good players. They're going to cut players that are going to get picked up by somebody rather than cutting a guy and finding out that he's, you know, like working at the Home Depot in two weeks, which has been <laughs> their history of late. Right. So, yeah, it's, it is a, it's a really talented team, and it's everything I can do to keep myself from getting way too excited about what's going to yeah. happen this year. All right, so give me your final prediction for the Steelers. What's their record going to be at the end of this season? Remember, it's 17 games, so the math has changed this year. At worst, we're, I'm going to allow Mike Tomlin to keep us on a winning schedule. At worst, we're a, a nine-win team. At is, best, 11 or 12. But our schedule, our schedule is just as tough. And, I mean, that means we got to beat, like, the Chargers – Yep. Packers. I mean, there's going to have to be some good teams that we we pull off to, in order to do that. I think at worst, nine wins. So does that make them a playoff team? I don't think so. I don't think so. Probably I don't not. Think so. No, no, I, I do think so. I do think two teams will come out of this division to yeah. make the playoffs, but I don't think nine wins gets them there. If they can pull off 11, right. they, they could make it. But that's that's going to be tough. I think the division is going to beat up on each other a lot. Mm-hmm. I think the Ravens and the Browns are both really, really good. I think the Bengals are getting better. I think the Steelers are probably better than I'm giving them credit for right now, uh, but it just Perfect. feels good for the first time to shit on them a little bit. It's it's going to be a really tough division, man. There's going to be a lot of losses just with the teams in the division playing each other. That's how I think it's yeah. that's how I think it's going to go. But I think you're probably right. I, I, I see them. I see the Steelers as nine and eight, eight and nine. Something right in that range, right around 500. And I go back to what I was saying before, man, that's not bad enough to get you a franchise quarterback in the next draft. I honestly don't think they're doing it in the draft. I think this is all set up, keeping Ben around for this year, maybe next year. And their skill players, their defense, if you put, I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers great, but like if you put in a good quarterback, they can challenge that division again and they can challenge. For sure. Right. And it's what, like Jimmy Garoppolo? You know, like Deshaun Watson, if he ever plays again. Yeah, I would love to have him. (laughs) (laughs) That's part of that Aaron Rodgers great kind of area. But the way it looks to me, the way I feel like the Steelers are going, they know that they're not going to draft the next quarterback. Uh, They they thought maybe with Mason Rudolph when they drafted him a while ago, he would 
become something. I think they're finding they're really finding out the hard way that they should have prepared for life after Ben a long time ago. But he stayed good for so long that you didn't yeah. really yeah. need to. You know, yeah. it was just let him ride until the wheels fall off. And then they re- when they did plan for it, it was Mason. So it's really he's really their first failed not failed but like failed project to to replace him. I think they they look for some trade options, and I think there's some good quarterbacks out there that can fit in and then just have like a wealth of like skill players. As long as that offensive line gets cohesive or whatever, I think we're right back in the mix. I don't see why not. At the end of last season, we started to see more quarterback movement all over the league and not as Mm -hmm. much happened as I think people talked about it happening, but you're starting to see, you're starting to see named quarterbacks moving and you're a guy who's looking to win. You're at that stage in your career the Steelers have been pretty consistent winners for the last 25 years or 30 years or whatever it's been. Yeah. So why not, why not have that as your destination or your landing place with a trade or a free agent move or something? Yeah. And go be the part of the storied history of the Steelers and the history of their great quarterbacks and go win one for yourself. Come yeah, on, Aaron. I know you listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the black and gold is very similar to the yellow and green. <laughs> I will. Um, <laughs> I will tag him in the next post and see if we can get him to listen. But Ronnie, we are out of time. I am out of questions for now. Thanks for being here tonight to talk football. Enjoy the 2021 Steelers season. And let's do this again real soon. Okay, buddy. All right. I'm down, man. Take it easy, man. Can you say hello? Hi. Hi. Look how cute you are today. Aria, this is your Uncle Jason. This is my husband. Hi, Aria. How you doing? And guess who else is here? Oh, my gosh. Look, there's Gus. There's Gus. You see the puppy? Yeah. It's cute, huh? I got a talent today. You got, you got what? Yeah. Tywin. It's a, that's our dog. He's not as good as Gus. Oh, Tywin. <laughs> oh. Yeah. What's wrong with your dog? What's wrong with your dog? Oh, he's a monster, mostly. He's a biter. He's a biter. He likes to eat holes through the house. Uh, and, and bite somebody. Too. Yeah, he bites somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But once you get past all that, he's not bad, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Hey, Aria, guess what? What? We are going to come see you for Thanksgiving. What? That's amazing. It's amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> it, it is amazing. Yeah, because I've been missing you. She's missing you. Do you miss her? Do you miss Aunt Titi? Hey, did you no? go see the dinosaurs with your grandma? Yeah. Was that cool? Mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. And then it was and then there's one missing now. There's one missing now? There's one missing? Did you? <laughs> Man, <laughs> did, it, did it get away? <laughs> That's a pterodactyl. That's even oh. scary. Oh, my uh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. Flight and land. Oh, she's so cute. Oh, I just miss you. Tell her you miss her. Oh, what?
Yeah. Mm, you gotta speak for you have phone calls Please. with her all the time, don't you? Mm. She'll put you on the phone and uh, but it, you know, she'll grab something like, "Oh, hi, Aunt TT. What are you doing today?" <laughs> mm. Yeah. Have you have you told her about the Browns and how good their team is going to be this year? We don't talk about it that much. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of there's already enough between the Steelers and the and the Ravens. Uh, we don't Browns don't usually crack conversation. I, I'm just saying I don't think you're being fair to her. I think she deserves well, to know. <laughs> she can make her own decisions, but for now, <laughs> I know what we're getting her for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all gifts will be monitored. <laughs> what do you mean I'm funny? Funny like a clown? You didn't use you? <laughs>